Kristen, I have a question based on today's movie choices. Have you, because you're a girl, have you ever made a pact with your other girlfriends to stay single? Hold on. Why are you asking this as a gender-specific thing? Because do you think when, that this is something that only girls do? No. I think it's something that only guys ever do, or at least that's really? all they ever make movies about. <laughs> They only they only ever make movies about guys stay you know we're all gonna stay single. Do you ever hear it? Is do girls ever say we're all gonna stay single? Well, I have to say, back when I was in college, there was you know that there was at least once I can remember where my friends and I were just like, oh, you know what? I've had it. I'm just ready to be a born again virgin, which so means you, uh, which means like oh, that means like a whole year without sex. But that doesn't. So mean. you so you so you swear off men. But that's different. But that's not, that's men, not but making then, a pact. But then it never lasts, and then it's not a pact. No, it's not a pact. Okay, all although, right. Although there was that thing supposedly a while back where there was that pregnancy pact where you and all your teenage girlfriends all get knocked up at the same time. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That I might be that. slightly different, though. That's the opposite of what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason, I, the reason I bring this up, of course, is uh, we're going to review that awkward moment about three young men who make a pact to be single. Uh, and we're also going to review on the heavier side, Labor Day, the new release with an Oscar-nominated Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Rafer Guzman, movie critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture producer for The Takeaway, and this is Movie Date. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Rafer, you didn't answer the question though. Did you ever make a pact to with you and your dudes? You'd make a pact, and you're like, "We're just gonna stay single." No. Well, I, no. I can't even. I can't even tell you how far from my mind that was. Have you ever the, been single? Uh I, I had a lot of overlap. I was. Oh, I was you're an, that kind of guy. I was an overlap guy. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. But I, I was never I was never out playing the field enough to make any kind of pact. No, just enough to two time everybody that you were ever well, with. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. So much for that. There's got to be a different movie for that. All right, but <laughs> I think there are lots of movies with that. Oh no, are we having an awkward moment? We oh, it's that awkward moment. Uh, you know, in fact, I'm glad you reminded me that that is that is ostensibly the title of this film comes from. Uh, Zach Efron is one of is, plays one of the characters in this film. Uh, three young men: Zach Efron, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan. Pretty good cast, God, actually. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Michael and B. Jordan from Fruitvale Fruit, Station, from right. Fruitvale, and Miles Teller from Everything We Love. From lately. Everything, yeah. That's spectacular. Uh, spectacular now and Footloose. Um, yeah, uh, up the, the big upcoming Sundance hit, Whiplash, which is yeah, supposed to be great. Everyone's talking about that too. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so he's he's uh, he's on the rise. Well, they play three guys who are, you know, young, single, creative, techie types. They, we know, they work. I think Miles Teller and Zac Efron work together at some kind of book publishing thing. They design book covers, something like that. One of those, one of those jobs that millennials always seem to have in movies these days, <laughs> right? They're all living in New York City. They make a pact to be single because, as Zac Efron's character says, you know. I don't want that awkward moment, that so moment where the girlfriend says, so what are we doing? And, you know, are we dating or what's happening? It's that awkward moment. He wants to avoid that. And so they're all going to play the field and not have any girlfriends. And therein lies the entire premise of the movie. And here is a clip. Whoa, what is that? Mm -hmm. You order food? I mean, we're all here. So I didn't order food. Is your food? No. So it's Ellie. What the? Are you serious, dude? 
Jason, this is a den of testosterone, man. This is a pregame. This is my apartment. You can't invite a girl to a place like this. I didn't invite her. You didn't invite her? No. That's worse. Do guys really dread that conversation that much? I'm just telling you, again, I've never... Like, you're like, I've never once had that conversation. I, I had four girlfriends at a time. I <laughs> <laughs> in my case, when the girl says, so what are we doing? I say, we're cheating on everybody. That's what we're doing. What do you mean? What are we doing? No one ever asked me that question because we all knew what we were doing. No, that's not that's not true. Um, oh, God, I'm really digging myself a hole in this podcast today. But um, what, here's all I'm going to say. Kristen, you have not seen this film. I'm just going to dispense with this quickly. This is a pretty bad movie. Oh, no. And here's oh, one of the reasons cast. why is for for the, in, in in the first place, it it is a waste of a pretty good cast. It's one of those things where you think to yourself, you know, it's a good thing. I mean, Zac Efron's already been around for a while, but in terms of the two more rising stars, Miles Teller, Miles Teller and um, Michael B. Jordan, you just think it's a really good thing. I've already seen you in other movies, particularly Michael B. Jordan, who I think gets stuck with a really token. Dumb role in this oh, film. Is he the black best friend? Yeah, he's the well. I just he's the hate black. That where he's, it's just like because you know what the black best friend does? He doesn't actually get to have any agency or real like uh, any sort of realistic narrative thread. Right, he's just there because he's funny. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, but he's not. He's not even that. He um, he just. And I'm not even sure this is generally is in this particular case is not the is is not sort of connected to race. It's just that he has this kind of duddy character who's hung up on his wife who's leaving him and he's just kind of moping around the whole time mm. and he just doesn't give him anything to do. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know what you're talking about where he's sort of yeah, like the, just... the loudmouth, raucous sidekick type. He's not that. He's just kind of a sad sack and he's just no fun to watch and he kind of brings the whole movie down when he's in it. Not that there's much to bring down. I think the <laughs> the, the main problem is just that – I think two main problems. One is – it's not that funny. It's not that interesting. There's no story to it. You know, three guys being single, blah, blah, blah. And you all know they're going to fall for whoever they fall for. How um, long is their pact supposed to be for? A week, a month, know. a year? I, forever. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, there's no, there's, no, there's no time limit on it. That's the other thing. There's no time limit on it. Um, the other thing is they all talk a lot about how – how awesome it is and what a great city New York is and, you know, how, how cool they are to live in New York. And I just feel like every time they talk about it, they kind of get things wrong. They just – they kind of – they'll say something like, you know, that's why – that's why I live in New York. And they'll go, like, steal a key and go hop into Gramercy Park and sit in Gramercy Park. Uh, and I just kind of think, I don't, no, even, I don't understand no, what you're doing. That's not, that's, that's not why you love New York. That's, Gramercy Park is not why you love New York. No, no. It's just really like weird, weird things that made me feel that the person who made this film either has never been to New York or just doesn't understand New York. I'm sorry to the writer-director, Tom uh, Gormican. Maybe he maybe he's a, a lifelong New Yorker for all I know. But it just seems like he gets the whole picture wrong to yeah, me. Yeah, you know what I just love about New York? Driving and driving and driving for hours. You know, you just drive and yeah, drive somewhere with the top down. you just drive. Yeah, it's kind of that sort of stuff. <laughs> I just kind of feel like, what are you talking about? That's not why we live in New York. This is, anyway. Yeah. So that movie... Um, Particularly for what seems to be trying to be a date movie, pretty bad date. I thought, Aww. yeah. Sorry, so this is sorry supposed about to be a date that. movie. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a bro movie where all the dudes go together to this movie, or uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't know. 
I don't know. I think it's, <laughs> there's probably got to be some girl uh, appeal there because of Zac Efron and and maybe Michael B. Jordan, who seems like kind of a good looking guy. Really Miles, good-looking. Miles Teller, I think, has a, has a certain something, but he's not like a classic handsome hottie yeah. type. You know what I mean? But, but he's anyway. got that something. Oh, yeah. he definitely does. He definitely does. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, there you right. go. Bad date. Don't see that. But maybe Labor Day is a better date for us. Okay. Every, yes. Every, and and would would we say that Labor Day is is a romance also? I guess that counts, right? Romantic drama, shades of a thriller, perhaps? Perhaps. You, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the plot of this, Kristen? Yeah. So just a reminder, this is the movie that everybody was surprised to see on the nominations list for the Golden Globes, for the Oscars. We had names like Dame Judi Dench for Philomena. We had names like uh, Meryl San- Streep. Sandra Bullock for, yeah, for Gravity, right. Yeah, we had all those names. And then out of nowhere, there's this name... Uh, Hold on, hold on. I know her name. Kate Winslet. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Labor Day? Yeah, right. None of us had ever heard of it. Right. So. Well, it only played, as, as we said, it really only played for a week in L.A. to qualify for the Oscars. And so really, if you weren't if you weren't there for that week in L.A., you most likely have not seen it. Yes. Uh, so we, we ha- had not seen it until just this week. And so what the movie is about is you have a single mom. She and her son, who's about 12 years old, he's about to enter seventh grade. It's the summer before he starts seventh grade. They're living kind of not not in the best way in the world. She seems to have a little bit of agoraphobia. She seems to have some tension. She doesn't fully take care of her son in all the ways he needs to be taken care of. She's a recluse, a d- depressive. Yeah, all that stuff. And the son is doing the best he can, but is more mature in some ways than he should have to be and less adjusted in some ways than, <laughs> than he should be, yes. Sure. And so one day they're out shopping because she is willing to leave the house once a month to go shopping to get all their canned goods, to pick up you know underwear or socks or whatever you need. And uh, in the shop, they run into a man, a mysterious man, who turns out to be an ex-convict. And that's Josh Brolin. And Josh Brolin says, I need to be taken care of. You can see that he's bleeding, that he's in trouble. And he asks if he can stay with them. And then he makes it clear, I'm not asking anymore. I'm staying with you. I need you guys to drive me back to your house and let me stay there for a bit. But then once he gets there, things go in a slightly different direction than you might expect. And there is some paternal relationship happening between him and the son. There's kind of a romantic relationship happening between him and Kate Winslet. Should Should we hear a clip? Yeah, let's hear a clip. People come over. Often, randomly. Friends, salesmen, or religious people. You'll make a run for it tonight, and I can stay out of your way until then. I mean, they don't notice if I went quiet, even for a little bit. I just escaped from prison. The last place I want to go is back. I'm stronger than you think. I don't doubt that. Well, I would say that I like both these actors, first first of all. Oh, yeah, I love them both. They're just fantastic. Yeah, and... um, so I was kind of excited to see this. I also love uh, Jason Reitman, the director, who I think is great up in the air. And, oh yeah, Jason Reitman's great. I yeah, love him. Uh, Juno, I think he's I think he's like really one of the best things going. And, yeah, and um, I feel like this movie is very different from his other stuff, though. Very, very different. Yes, <laughs> very, very different. And also, this is based on a, on the Joyce Maynard novel, and I think that Joyce Maynard. Although I have, although we have, we've teased her a little bit. Yeah, we kind of raked her over the coals on <laughs> our podcast. Really, we didn't really rake her over the coals. We just, you know, we made, we, we made some catty remarks when we as were well reviewing Salinger. One should, yes, well, it's hard not anyway, to. With but her. I, but I do think that she is a, re- a really good writer, and so I was excited to see this film, and, um, I guess I ultimately I liked the way that 
Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet interact. I, I thought they were both very believable in the way that they interacted. And I thought that Kate Winslet um, does a really good job of playing a woman who is reclusive and, and depressive and sort of can't cope with the world and needs someone to kind of get her to reflower, to reblossom. And I think she does a good job of playing someone who kind of comes to life on the screen as the story progresses. Uh, Kristen, what did you think? Do you Were you interested? Were you compelled, engrossed, intrigued? Yes, I was. Yeah. I was. And I, I did feel grossly manipulated at certain points. You okay. know, the music comes up, yeah. the camera moves around two bodies dancing and yeah. you know there are moments like that and you know soft focused flashbacks and so I felt a little bit manipulated at points but I realized I want to be manipulated and I like how you're manipulating me and hmm. I'm just gonna go with it and and I felt things were too tidy in the end I won't explain how yeah things got overly tidy in the end but all that being said it totally had me the whole way and I, I thought it was a pretty good movie I thought it was a good date I I thought it was a pretty good movie too in terms of being well crafted well well acted it was well shot um i think that, i think the direction was nice it had a certain uh it had a kind of a a, a dreamy look to it yeah, that i thought it created was created a very special world yeah and, and 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 i really felt like it did a great job of showing how two people by loving each other or three people by loving each other can create a whole world, and that's kind of your own universe right there when you love someone, right? Yes, I, I yeah, I agree, and that and that felt that it had a, it did have a nice feeling to it. Uh, I guess I would say in the end, I just sort of don't get it. I just, <laughs> I just, I just the, the, everything. You were like, what was the point of that whole? Thing? Everything kind of came to a close, and I and I felt like I'd I'd been through kind of a great deal, but I also felt that I'd been. A little misled to expect more uh, danger, more twists and turns, more surprises out of the plot. There are uh, uh, n- multiple flashbacks and some some cross cutting back and forth in time that made me think that at some point something was going to be revealed to me, and something. Again, without giving too much away, something is revealed to me, but it came to me as no big shocker, and, and so and no big deal, and no big deal, <laughs> and 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 so I guess when everything at the end at the end of the film, when everything winds up being pretty much what it appeared to be on its surface, I felt a little unilluminated by the whole thing, and I kind of walked out feeling like, well, that was a story. I don't really know if it told me anything but you did tell me a story and that's 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 worth something but do you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying it's not a perfect movie it's no. not a perfect movie by any means and no. yet it made me feel certain things and i love these actors and like i said i think that the thing it really just did best was just create this world and show what love can feel like even if it's just you know, a few hours or a few days or, you know, this... Even if it's just a guy standing behind you showing you how to bat a, bat a ball? Even if he's just, like, taking the kid in the wheelchair in the neighborhood and leaning him <laughs> back a little bit to look at the leaves and the trees above his head? Even if, even if it's just... You know what I know how to do? I know how to make a really great pie. I know how to prepare a roof, a clean, a, clean a rain gutter. There, it was, there was a little... This is what I'm saying. There was a little something 
so pat about the character. You know, he's such a perfect male. Yes, he was male too figure, right? He's the perfect boyfriend. Right. I, I, right. I actually thought at one point, why doesn't a convict come and break into my house and right. become my boyfriend? <laughs> That's exactly what the movie was hoping you'd say. Oh, I just want to, if you're a convict and you're listening right now, just, yeah. Yeah. That's break what in, I want. Break just into break into my house, house and then like repair the roof. She's yes. man hungry. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and some, and a couple of odd uh, what's the word for it? A couple of odd feints from the director in terms of like, you know, there's a scene where Josh Brolin is going to tie up um, Kate Winslet. And that scene um, seems pretty explicitly sexualized to oh, me. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, it's not just me, right? It's this very, very loving close-ups, you know, the, the sound of the rope sliding against itself and, you know, the, the bare the wrists, the, wrists the, the ankles, the calves, the calves bare skin. And that also, again, I kind of feel like, yeah, if you're going to introduce that, go with it. Show, you know, go go somewhere with that. But it kind of doesn't. So ultimately, I thought this was only an okay date. Hmm. I thought it was a pretty good date. Pretty good date. Yeah. Not outstanding. Not his most perfect work, but I thought it was a pretty good date. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like I said, I want to be there. I want to be tied up by that criminal. Yeah. I think Josh Brolin won you over, Kristen. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what happened. I'm ready for some solitary with you. Whoa. Yes. Hey, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we get to some listener mail? Yes. Let's do that. All right. So letter number one from our loyal listener, Aaron. He was very shocked by your review of I, Frankenstein. My review of I, Frankenstein, yes. yes. Uh, just as a reminder to listeners, Rafer, you actually thought it was an okay movie. And I thought it was, I thought it was better than you might think. I thought think. it was a bad date. You thought it was a fine date. I thought it was, was, was kind of okay. Yeah, Aaron's dismayed. He writes in <laughs> saying, given Rafer's love of I, Frankenstein, I was wondering if you guys would like to have a, quote, Take It Back review show where you go back through your most controversial reviews and maybe take one or two of them back based upon further reflection. I know there are some movies I hated the first time I saw them and then came around to liking them, and some I loved later to ask myself what I was possibly thinking at that time. I bet you both have a few reviews that you regret. All right. Let's hear yours, Rafer. It's very, first of all, it's a very insightful and excellent question, Aaron. Um, here, are, here are two movies I would take back. One is the movie Melancholia by Lars von Trier, which I saw a few years ago. I actually did not have to review that film. Um, for whatever reason, I can't remember what it was, we, we farmed that out to a freelancer at Newsday, and I didn't review it. And, but I was disappointed because I wanted to. So finally, to catch up, I went and saw it myself. And I walked out of that film just and I'm thinking, you know, I like Lars von Trier, but I hated that film. I hated everyone in it. I hated the dialogue. I hated the I, I hated the 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 overwrought scenes of uh, of uh, the world's end. I did hated. Did you not like Kirsten Dunst in it? Usually, I did like not. Kirsten I, Dunst, I, don't you? I, 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 her and uh, uh, I think Stellan Skarsgård was in there. Charlotte Gainsbourg, Alexander um, Skarsgård was in there. Um, a lot of people that I like, Kiefer Sutherland was in there. Uh, a lot of actors I like, and I just thought this was really stupid, kind of hostile, nasty, unpleasant, not very, not very illuminating film. And I kept thinking that and thinking that and thinking that kind of in every spare moment I had for about two months until finally I realized I have been thinking about this movie nonstop for about – like six or seven weeks now, I just keep thinking about why I hate that movie. And finally, I realized, actually, 
I really loved that movie. And I started asking wow. myself questions about why these scenes were, went one way and why not another. And I would think to myself, well, maybe it's because, you know, X, Y, Z instead of A, B, C. Finally, by the time I sort of thought, thought the hell out of the movie and, and answered all the questions, I realized, actually, that was a freaking masterpiece. And it wound up on my top 10. And I, I, I just loved it. And it's a good thing I didn't review it because... I would have written probably a scathing review of that film. Wow, that's a one hundred percent turnaround. That that's is a, total that is a complete U-turn. Uh, on the, on a on a lesser U-turn, I will tell you the Lone Ranger, which I gave. Oh my god, that a movie pretty was good, awful. And I remember you were like, I no, gave it's it an fine. okay review because I thought there were a lot of things to no, a lot of things to like about it. No, I there was still agree. Nothing to like about that. I movie. still think there were things to like about that movie. But when I what 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 tells me that I was kind of wrong is that sort of vague unconscious gut feeling reaction that you get when you flash back to a movie and someone says Lone Ranger and you and your mind instantly goes yeah that sucked <laughs> and I thought and I thought to myself yeah that sucked and I thought wait a minute but I didn't say it sucked I said it was actually kind of good oh, that's so, like making out with that one person at that party and at the time you were like this is kind of fun and then you're like <laughs> oh no this is a bad date oh no bad date yeah so those are my two Kristen what about you all right so first of all I want to say bridesmaids um I don't know if you remember this but I gave it a mediocre review when we reviewed bridesmaids do you remember did that? you no yeah. I don't remember I that. did not give it a stellar review and oh, then be darn. um and then I went back later and I watched it with a friend and had a totally different experience and the second time around it actually really seemed much smarter than I realized the first time. And what it spoke to a lot of vulnerabilities in the characters. I, I just think I saw a lot more complex things under the surface the second time. The first huh. time I just thought it was like, oh, I get it. You're drunk and you're yelling. Oh, I get it. You're throwing up. Oh, this huh. is wacky and slapstick. But the second time around, I... I saw more than all the slapstick. I saw all of the problems that the characters were going through, and I really saw the characters more. Interesting. Yeah. So second time around, I just thought, wow, that's one of the best movies I've seen this year. All right. First time around, I thought it was one of the worst movies I saw. Really? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if you remember this, but the first time um, I saw it, all I could talk about was loving Melissa McCarthy and nothing else. Yes. Do you remember that? Well, I remember you loved Melissa McCarthy. I guess that's why I was thinking that you loved everything else. but but... I thought everything else was really mediocre and kind of over the top and stupid. And then, yeah, totally changed my mind the second time. So, yeah, I was wrong about that. I take it back. Let's let's go the other way, shall we? Yeah. A movie that I said wasn't too bad. And uh, I deserve to be made fun of for this. This was more recent. Walter Mitty? Shush! (laughs) Don't you even start. Walter Mitty's fantastic. That was unfair. I'm sorry. You know what? I want you to re-watch that and come back and talk about how you changed your mind. (laughs) You you will. You will. You'll feel the love in your heart. But Pacific Rim, first time around, I just... Now, wait. What about Pacific Rim? Remember how I said, oh, it's not a bad date. It's just stupid fun. It's, oh, know. thank God you've come around oh, to Pacific Rim. I was Rim. wrong. I'm sorry. You know, because it just... It, the same thing happened to me. I was talking with somebody about it, and <laughs> I had that same gut reaction of like, oh, just a second. That freaking blue. That sucked. That sucked. Not, not only did it <laughs> suck, but it's like, you know what I forgot about? They decided to cast two white guys who look identical in the movie. Yes, right? yes. I could not tell the difference. Like, why did you have to have two identically cast white guys in this movie? Yes. Couldn't you have one of them be black or one of them at least be like a brunette or right. something? Like, do you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about? Those two I guys completely agree. who look exactly the same and I could not tell them apart during the movie, but... It was an awful, awful movie. Yes. I and just... people liked it, though. People liked they that movie. Did. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It, it was a blockbuster. Oh, People yeah. You and just... I you and I are in for Pacific Rim, too, Kristen. Oh, you know that's God. happening. No, but I was wrong about that. Me saying it was all good fun, I think I was laughing at how stupid it was. Because <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> it's, laughably it's stupid. Too, it's, that movie was so stupid. 
But I was wrong. It's not actually good fun. It's actually maybe not even fun. Maybe no. it's just bad. It Gypsy might just be bad. danger, crimson typhoon. I'm never I stacker Pentecost. I'm never going to forgive him for those names. Those ridiculous, ridiculous names. God, I'm trying to take this movie seriously. <laughs> All right. So, Aaron, thank you so much for yes. writing into us to facebook.com slash movie date podcast. And Rafer is obviously going to be forgiving of you this time for not calling 5717 movies. But we do love it when people call 5717 movies like Sam in Morristown. Hi, uh, Rafer and Kristen. This is Sam from um, Morristown, New Jersey. I'm a huge fan of the show. <laughs> this isn't really a uh, problem, but during your I Frankenstein review, I was really disappointed that neither of you made a Frankenstein uh, pronunciation joke from Young Frankenstein. The review was spot on, though. The movie was horrible. Thanks. Have a good one. Sam is referring to uh, Young Frankenstein, in which uh, Gene Wilder uh, plays a, re- a relative. I can't remember if he's the son or the grandson or what he is of, of Victor Frankenstein. And because he's so ashamed, he keeps insisting that everyone call him Frankenstein. 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 So that, yes. that, I think, is what Sam is referring to. We could have made that joke. I also could have made the Schwanstika joke. Schwanstika? Yes, the Schwanstika joke. Oh, he must have an enormous Schwanstika. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> But I didn't. But now I did. Now I, I made that joke. You there did. you go. Bingo. You know what joke I regret not making recently? Mm. When you were uh, talking about the nut job with the squirrels. Uh-oh. Uh, you yeah, know what? what? <laughs> you, know what we did, you know what we did not once say in that whole podcast? Oh, God. What, Kristen? That is nuts. That is. Oh, you know why we didn't say that? Because the movie makes that joke about 40 times. <laughs> That's nuts. Oh, you, I, he seems a little nutty. I regretted it later. I'm like, why didn't we make any jokes about nuts? The movie, I'm telling you, go, if you want some nut jokes, Kristen, just go sit through that movie. You'll get 90 minutes of nut jokes. Oh, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I, oh. wish I, I wish I had more nut jokes to make. I right think now. he's got a nut loose. <laughs> oh, my God. I could go on and on. Not that kind of nut. We better bolt and get some nuts. Oh, oh boy. Oh, so bad. Just terrible. All right. So. All right. So. Maybe, maybe this is our sign we have to move on to movie trivia. Let's, okay. let's wrap this stuff up here. Yep. So what was last week's trivia question, Rafer? Last week's trivia question, we also asked a young Frankenstein a question uh, because we'd been talking about I, Frankenstein. We played a little clip from the classic Mel Brooks comedy drama spoof and asked you to name... The actor who plays the blind monk in this clip, the, the monster, of course, is played by Peter Boyle. But who is this actor? How does a nice bowl of soup sound to you, huh? Mm. <laughs> yes, well, I know what it means to, to be cold and hungry. Okay, so, Rafer, I have to say, when I was editing last week's podcast, yes. I was laughing and laughing my yes. head off at that scene. It's great, scene, right? It's just so dumb, but it's hilarious, and it's so stupid. It's and I a was classic. La- I was laughing and laughing, and I didn't know the answer to the trivia question. You had to tell me. Yes, well, and, and here is a heck of an answer that we got. Hi, Kristen and Rafer. My name is K.N. Legg, and the monk in Young Frankenstein is... Gene Hackman, who was also the best man in my parents' wedding. Uh, love your podcast. Oh, oh now, my gosh. Listen, listen, if you say we'd have, we have no way of verifying that oh this is gosh. true. We don't know who you are, really. K-Ann. We know your name is K-Ann. I hope we have that name right, K-Ann. Yes, K-Ann. I actually, I, I, Rafer and I actually left a message on your phone. Yeah, yeah we called because you. Because we were dying to know. But if you give us a call back, you can either, you know, 
you, you can call 5717 movies and we'll totally play your more detailed answer yes. to all of this. We're very curious about what's going on We've there. We've been trying to figure it out because we think you know, we're looking at the state that the, the, the state that you called us from and trying to piece together uh, Gene Hackman's history. But yeah. of course, he was born in California. So who could this who could this be that he was whose wedding he was at? We don't know. Anyway, we'd love to hear. Uh, give us a ring. Let us know. Yeah, we're dying to know. And then we have this week's trivia question. Yes, so, indeed. This week we're asking in honor of Labor Day. This new movie with Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin. Uh, what other notable days on the calendar have movies named after them? So many. So many. So, so, so many. But we're going to play a clip from one of them and ask you to tell us what it is. Here's the clip. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. Ned! Ryerson! If you know... Give us a call, 5717movies. Or visit us at facebook.com slash movie date podcast. 